0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them.
1: Lee Cantor here with Stone Payton, another episode of ATDC Radio. And Stone, this is... An important one.
2: This is a very important one. We've had, we've had a great time today. We've caught up with some old friends, made some new ones, had some marvelous conversations. There's going to be no exception, man. I found a couple of stragglers out in the lobby, a couple of folks you may recognize. Of course you remember Ben Andrews. We've had a chance to visit with him a couple of times now on ATDC radio, but uh, first up let's introduce the grand Poobah of ATDC. Please join me. And welcome to the broadcast,
1: Mr. John Avery. Welcome to the show, man.
0: Thank you very much. I appreciate it.
1: Well, John, you're new to the role. Uh, Why don't you talk a little bit about your background? What What brought you here?
0: Sure. Um, I'm a Georgia Tech alum. Been an Atlanta native, um, and uh, have been in corporate about half my career and startups in the other half. And uh, I think that combination is one of the reasons that it landed here at ATDC. Uh, For the last 10 years, I was at Panasonic Automotive working in their innovation group. And uh, for infotainment, that's the car stereo that's built in at the factory for most of the cars that we see on the road today. And um, that was just upstairs. So I had some involvement with ATDC as a mentor and uh, just kind of hanging around the edges here and had uh, an opportunity to get to know a lot of the people that worked here. And then uh, in the midsummer, left Panasonic and spent a lot more time here and got more connected with the people. Uh, that I that I'd previously known and kind of widened that net and the opportunity came up here to uh, to take the director spot and really have enjoyed that role tremendously. I've been here a month now, still in the fire hose mode. <laughs> I'm uh, sure. But uh, it's just a great group of people. There are about hundred and sixty companies in the neighborhood mix here at A T D C under the umbrella. And that takes uh I'm still trying to digest all the different uh, elements of that program, but it's been a lot of fun. really enjoyed it. Now, you started your career in corporate? <clears throat> yes, actually in a middle-sized company of about a uh, couple hundred people, I guess, and then uh, went to Panasonic for five years and then left to do a startup uh, in, in Norcross that was acquired by Amazon in 99. Went out there to um, become the first mobile app for Amazon. That That's the technology that we brought there. And left there after a year, did another startup that failed uh, in Seattle. And then a third, I joined as a sixth employee, not a founder, but early on. And that company grew, and we became, um a mobile gaming company, and we actually did the voting for the American Idol TV show when it first wow. came to the U.S. And then uh, came back to Atlanta and uh, did some consulting for a while, and then rejoined Panasonic and worked there for 10 years again, and then left to come do So
1: So uh, what what, would you like about the startup world and the corporate? I mean, there's pros and cons of each, and you really have kind of almost
0: equally spent some time at each. Uh, Every big company was a small company (laughs) at at one time. At one point, right? Yeah, so even Panasonic started out by making a little um, battery-powered headlight for a bicycle, you know, um, back in the day. So every company was a startup at one time. Mm -hmm. And I think seeing where they can become, like how does a company get to be something like Panasonic, in the very early phases there's a great picture that shows Bezos sitting in a little room like this with a spray painted amazon.com right. wall <laughs> with um, like plywood over exactly so that was from 1990 they, the, on the internet it says 99 but i think it was probably more like 95 or six i don't mm-hmm. know exactly <laughs> um, but that's what these companies are like and those are the kind of companies we're incubating here at atdc so to, to recognize that those companies are going to be the ones that are creating the new jobs of the future, the new kinds of jobs that are coming in the future, it's just in, it's a great thing to be a part of.
1: Now, you mentioned you're a Georgia Tech graduate. Um, was that When you were there in school, was that kind of... Instilled at that time to be an entrepreneur, or was it to get a job? Like, what was kind of the culture there at that time?
0: Uh, back in this is in the 80s when I was at Georgia Tech, mm-hmm. and uh, generally then you your intentions here were to go to a big company, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. if you couldn't do that, you'd end up being in a startup. <laughs> that was your,
1: fallback. <laughs> that was your yeah. plan
2: B.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's That's definitely funny. changed now because right. now I think the students are coming in the door looking for an opportunity as a startup first and foremost. Um, but they're still at Georgia Tech. We create a quite, quite a few, um, you know, mainstream engineers that actually are hands-on, get the job done kind of talent, which is another benefit for the startups. Uh, but those are the they're providing the the middle layer, the sort of um, get it done layer for all the big companies and small companies in the U.S. right now. It's really a great place to be a part of.
1: Now, we're fortunate enough to interview a lot of these uh, companies that are part of ATDC ecosystem, and to uh, every p- person in here, their need is talent. Talent, 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 mm-hmm. talent, talent. Um, how does ATDC fit into that mix?
0: Well, again, if it's a technology company, which is what we're primarily right. focused that's around. The tea, yeah, right? That's <laughs> the T. Yeah, that's the T the in ATDC. That's why it's got the special color there, um, is, is what we can bring to the table. And um, it's available here in, in ways that it's just not available almost anywhere else in the country. So I think it's one of the unique value propositions that we have. Also, uh, related to Georgia Tech, we have an opportunity to create startups here that can solve big technical problems that most other incubators wouldn't have a chance to get any handle around because of the research and the deep history and the access to um, technology that, that Georgia Tech has. The talent that we bring to the startups is of a type that lets them attack problems that have huge impact, societal impact um, that um, you can't really achieve in almost any other place that I'm aware of. And what we're bringing to that picture at ATDC is the business savvy around that because a lot of times having a great technical idea isn't enough to make a difference. Mm -hmm. The difference is finding a way to make a business model that makes it profitable (laughs) um, to bring it into the world because ultimately if you're using more resources than than the value you're creating, you're just wasting resources. And so we try to marry the two. The business savvy with the technical savvy is what we think of as our unique value proposition.
1: And then from having seen it uh, kind of being a student through having been a part of a corporate entity and then seeing it just, I guess, coincidentally being just upstairs from the, that was just a coincidence. Yeah, it right? was a coincidence, yeah. And then so being able to kind of drop in and see kind of all the activity that you're in a unique spot.
0: It's, uh, it, I do think that uh, perspective helps um, because when I'm looking at the, the startups and the visions that they have I see their future in a maybe a little different way than they might. Right. Um, and uh, that, you know, to recognize the impact they can have. It's sort of like going from an amoeba to a vertebrate. You know, it's kind of like this jellyfish model where they're, everybody does everything and they're just spasming to get things done and it works. Right. You don't, you, you don't see any, you know, 10,000 pound jellyfish, right? <laughs> right. Uh, eventually, <laughs> you've got to have a whole different architecture and structure. And so um, we help move them through that process of thinking to go from that amoeba and that jellyfish into something with bones and muscles and you've got to have rigid parts and right joints Structure and, and foundation and, right right and having those joints and muscles in the right places is how you learn how to walk and mm-hmm. if they're in the wrong places then things don't work and so we're trying to help bring that discipline and that growth
2: but don't they get a chance to think about and practice a lot of things in a in a safe environment here is
0: that, is that accurate? Yeah. Um, it's funny. I, my background is technical, so most of the advising that I've done in startups is for, I think I get involved for technical reasons, but almost it's all family counseling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a rough thing to be a founder. It's, it's uniquely difficult mm-hmm. to be a founder. It's lonely, and you can't almost share it with anyone because, y- you know, your spouse is going to get too worried, your investors are going to get too worried, and you. but you need someone to share with. And what we offer is that safe place at ATDC where the founder can really uh, have a, a community of people that are going through the same thing he's going with, with founders and um, mentors, coaches, who have been where they are. So when you've had a bunch of coaches who have been through this process, it means something different than a consultant or someone who's just you know sort of getting paid to give you advice. These guys have all been through this cycle, m- many of them multiple times, and having that ability to share with them and with your peers that are going through it with you right now is, is one of the main values I think that we can bring.
1: And I think a unique uh, element of it, um, is I think that, I don't know if this is your word or I know they've, uh, the founders have told me this word is collisions where these accidental mm-hmm. serendipitous uh, yeah. kind of meetings in yep. the hallway or at a, yep. you know, at the coffee bar yep. or whatever. Where they're getting to kind of just pick someone's brain for five minutes that yep. could make a world of difference in yep. the problem
0: they're trying to solve. That's exactly right. And my first, uh, when I uh, left from Panasonic, I would just come and sit down here in this lobby mm-hmm. with nothing on the calendar, and I'd have you know seven or eight great meetings in a day, um, just from the people that walked by. That you I, couldn't plan. No, they wouldn't have been ever to be scheduled, but just because they happened to walk by, and I would, have, somebody that I would know would sit down, and they would introduce me to somebody they know, and so on. Um. Innovation is a lot like, uh, I call it like loose bonds in chemistry, Mm -hmm. where if things are close enough, they magically produce something magical. And, but if they're not close enough, it just doesn't happen. And you don't notice that it didn't happen. It's just it's just it didn't happen. And so these natural collisions that we produce here through this density that we have enables those collisions to occur. When like they accidentally you, on purpose. Yeah, yeah you, you <laughs> can't really have scripted it. But the fact that they're so close and they bump into each other makes those things come up. Mm-hmm. And that, that density is very important. Well, and I th- I'm
2: sure some of that is the magic that you've created yeah. and, the, and the, the John Avery uh, formula. And Ben Andrews, from the, but let's not dismiss the role that Waffle House Coffee yep. and Aubrey Popcorn oh, yeah.
3: can play in creating no well, the yep. collisions. Right, the, the the floor is a little bit intentionally designed, so the only <laughs> the only access to our front desk and to the printer for the companies, into the restrooms, into the elevators is all right here. So to get to any of that, you have to come to the same place. And just out in the lobby today, we've had. Um, All of our, like, Navicent and NASCO and all our big healthcare sponsors have been here today. We've had uh, one of our um, bank partners in Silicon Valley Bank today, Greater some one of our software development partners, is here today. So there's always just people in this front lobby, and there's a lot of talent and things there. And then the companies that are coming through... So, you're going to run into people there, and we do kind of engineer that a little bit. I can tell uh, you the hot spot is the chair right outside the bathroom. If you sit there, <laughs> there you go, that's you'll, where you to go. You'll spot. see everybody. And, <laughs> and we do, you know, entice people out with popcorn and coffee and things like that. Uh, we had our. Uh, ATDC Cookie Exchange on Monday, where everybody brought cookies nice. and traded them out, and we had a, a lot of fun with that. So we, we we have fun with it, but a lot of it is to make those
0: connections happen and those collisions.
1: So now, John, in your uh, you've seen the ATDC from almost inception, right? Because you were around in the 80s. When yeah, the, that's
0: actually the year it started. Uh, ATDC. Uh-huh. I didn't know about it when I was in right. school. I'll just be honest here; I had no involvement at the time. But uh, it happens to be that the year I was started tech was the year that ATDC was founded. Right. As well.
1: So they're like uh,
0: 38 years old. They now. were
1: doing it. Before before was cool absolutely mm-hmm. and then you you've seen though the evolution mm-hmm. of these type incubators yep. co-working spaces this kind of ecosystem right. is now um a thing whereas before they were yep. kind of the leaders
0: in this yeah and it's actually uh, still emerging evolving this mm-hmm. method of doing innovation and how how to do it corporately and with startups is not yet landed at the final version right um so we're trying to be innovative about it. it's one of the reasons ben's in this new role that we've uh scripted for, you know, taking this to the state and helping us understand more about how neighborhoods form, what it takes, what are all the elements to make up an innovation neighborhood and make that something that we can kind of sprinkle around in other areas around georgia
1: right because atdc isn't only atlanta that's correct it's a mm-hmm. statewide program that's right yes. yeah well,
0: it's an economic development model for the whole state of georgia so we found ben a new job yep. <laughs> yeah <Yep. laughs> to tell us about starting this starting a new role um so i'm gonna be the new statewide
3: program manager for atdc and, and the last time i was here i was in our community engagement coordinator role but i've done a lot of work with the previous person who had my role Um, working on what we do in the regions of the rest of the state. And while, you know, Midtown is kind of the hub for the tech ecosystem for Georgia and really Atlanta more so, like, you know, a lot of things are centralized here, we are trying to go out and do work in other parts of the state, and we're working with companies across the state. So we do have one signature company outside of Metro Atlanta, and then about 20 of our Accelerate companies are not in Metro Atlanta. Um, About half the companies we work with, we've got about 140 to 150 Accelerate companies and about 39 signature after this morning. We just added a new signature. uh, Who, when he came in and we asked, you know, what he wanted out of ATDC, he talked about that network with the other CEOs as well as our Connect program. So, So that made us happy that... He knew what we offered and everything like that.
2: And he said, "Wow, you even have a radio show." So yeah, <laughs> yeah. We need to, where do we I need need sign? To, right? Is that what he said?
0: Yeah, he's a he's a Martech company, so he's, he knows all about it. Yeah. He did say his uh his main market method is podcast. So yeah, is that right? yeah. he did. Yeah. He did. Um, but we do a lot of work outside
3: of here. So about half of those companies in those two levels are really in the Midtown area, either in our building or real close. Um, but then about ten percent are are a little bit more are outside of Metro Atlanta. So there's three communities that have a big enough ecosystem that we've actually put a part-time coach in that community to work with the companies there. And those are Athens, Augusta, and Savannah. And then we do work with a couple other cities, Warner Robins, um, Macon, Columbus, places like that. And then there's a lot of other things in the Metro Atlanta area. So um, Alpharetta, Peachtree Corners, uh, Sandy Springs, Uh, I'm actually going to be going to Forsyth County tomorrow to look at one of their new spaces and talk about what programming we can bring to them. So what we do is we kind of, we're not building ecosystems across the state. We are a tool to help the startups out of those ecosystems. So we go to people that are kind of building it on their own, and then we say, hey, we can provide that high-level coaching that can help these companies really grow and scale faster and give them that mentorship that they might not have locally.
1: So now, uh, John mentioned or used the phrase innovation neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Like, how are you defining that? What does that mean?
3: So it's kind of a little different in different areas, depending what you're looking at. But we're looking for where there's starting to be a culture of not only entrepreneurship, but really the technical skills that they need and the technical talent. Uh, sometimes it's entrepreneurship. Sometimes it might be companies that are creating things internally that then get spun out. But we're looking for where there's kind of getting that collision of the talent there. There's people wanting to come there. There's new ideas there. And then there's a little bit of support ecosystem wise for it, whether that be co-working spaces or just the uh, general infrastructure that they need. Uh, it's hard to, you know, create a tech startup in a part of the state that doesn't have access to broadband. Uh, right. Which surprisingly, so oh, there are wow. some still. So, so what are the kind of must-have elements for a community to be an
1: <laughs> innovation neighborhood?
0: Yeah, that that's a harder question. That, and, that is a harder question. And and I I talent is the first one. Yeah, talent's a big one. Um, and we struck. I mean, this is part of the work that we're doing is to trying to bring a little finer point to that. I think of it like uh, in a house. There's a lot of different rooms, right? That different functions are there and right. you can have the best living room with a 70 inch tv and the sound system but if you don't have a bathroom you know right eventually you're going to want to throw that house away and right. start right. over the hard part about innovation neighborhoods is it's harder to know which room is missing You, you it's not as clearly obvious that thing that isn't there mm-hmm. and how to replace it or get it up and running and so uh, i think in ben's role to see all these different Uh, areas and each of them having something different to offer and then kind of getting involved to understand what's working and what's not we see a broader picture sort of statewide about what works well and what can be shared and what learnings we can bring across the state and that accelerates that that learning cycle
1: and then from the ATDC standpoint the resources you bring to one of these communities are what So it depends on the community, what they
3: want and what they need. Um, Coaching is a big one. So you're
1: customizing the offering to the needs of the community?
3: Yeah, we're trying to. We're trying to be, um, you know, as a state organization, we try to be as um, amiable as we can and try to be really tailored to that community and help as many people as possible. Now, obviously, we have a finite number of resources right. here, and we have a finite number of coaches. But a lot of times what we do is we'll do a one-on-one coaching or possibly what we call a circle. where We'll have a coach come down and do like a group meeting and so coach a number of companies. So somebody will physically go to those communities, or yep. is it all virtual where it's like a webinar or conference call? We do a little of both. So we do um, we do have people who physically go to those communities. And like I said, in three of the communities, we have a coach who works there 20 hours a week. So uh, if you're in Athens, Augusta, or Savannah, you have a coach who's already there. Mm-hmm. But we have done... Uh, Um, office hours and where people came in person in places like Warner Robins and Macon uh, and we do them pretty regularly in other parts of Metro Atlanta some of our coaches live in other parts of Metro Atlanta so we try to make it so that you know they can kind of beat traffic and do office hours in the morning or in the later afternoon uh, so it makes it easier to serve a lot of those people that might only be like 30 minutes away, rather than. But like they an hour might and be half. specialists in a certain area. Right, and we try to look, you know, what that area needs mm-hmm. and who the entrepreneurs are in that area. Also, we do a lot of lunch and learn programming. Um, one that's really popular is uh, we'll have a class on SBIR and STTR grants, which are grants that basically sway the, the federal government and like certain large departments can help fund a startup as long as there is a, a university application in there. Uh, those are popular in some of the regions, especially like in Augusta, where there's a lot of things coming out that are tied to Augusta University in some way or um, but want to work with cybersecurity in the Department of Defense and things like that because that is a big mover in Augusta's ecosystem. That is one of the things driving what's going on down there. So that's been a popular one. We also do a lot of things of how to scale because uh, we get a lot of startups in the regions that may be a lifestyle business that's looking to move to a more product-based business. In fact, our one signature company outside of Atlanta started off as a, a lifestyle services type business, and then they transitioned to a product-based business, and they are one of the hottest scaling tech things happening in Macon now. So we do see that transition happen sometimes. Um, so it really depends on the community and the coaches that are going there.
1: And the criteria for ATDC involvement is just, they just have to be a technology company in some
3: manner. Yeah. So we will work with any technology company, um, usually under a million in ARR is what we're looking at. The, The signature companies are trying to scale, the Accelerate companies are figuring out their scalable business model. So like I said, the majority of the ones outside of Atlanta we're working with right now are Accelerate.
2: So do you have structured methodology for harvesting information and then returning the learning to the organization? Or is that something that you're going to have to sort of
3: learn OJT on on, on the job? It's something we're going to kind of be building <laughs> as we go. We did have certain reporting uh, that was part of a grant that started this program. Uh, we got an I-6 grant that helped start the app program. <clears throat> but we're kind of looking at the metrics that were used for that. And are they the right metrics really to help the startups? So we're kind of reevaluating some of that.
2: Well, the reason I'm asking, I was trying to envision myself in that role, and I think it would be such an exciting role Mm -hmm. uh, to go out and visit these places and try to get my arms around what they need, what they want, and then to, to cross pollinate and i know that personally i am a little short on the skill set of documenting stuff <laughs> framing it up returning the learning so but that's going to be really important in this new role for you right
3: oh definitely and um i think one of the things that the reasons that i'm excited about this role and that i think i'm a real good fit for it is my background before coming to atdc As i did community and economic development in a rural part of georgia so yeah. this gives me a, to get back out statewide and be going out there and you know a lot of times when we're talking about a lot of things people talk about like oh well is Atlanta coming to tell the rest of the state how to do things well right. this isn't <laughs> going to be that i'm not you know and i i you mean know, i live in atlanta now but i grew up most of my life in a very small town of you know 17,000 people and then i worked in economic development in a town of 17,000 people so um i get a different perspective and i can really get into the community and kind of figure out what their issues are and how that Uh, relates to some of the other communities. Um, One of the things I'll, I'll tell you from being in economic development for a while was a lot of communities seem to have the same issues but just a slight difference to them. So it's a lot of the same things they're trying to tackle and they're trying to figure out. So there's a lot of room for uh, them to bounce ideas off each other and learn from each other and you know give advice and take advice so while the ecosystems we're working with are all different there is a lot of overlap there's a lot of things that they can take back to each other to learn best practices but you also have to understand that at the end they are different and the solutions are not going to be the same
1: now and ATDC a company can get involved at different levels right there's That's a, correct I can have an idea on a napkin and mm-hmm. there's something for me, right. right? And there's something for me if I'm, what is it, over a million dollars in annual there's, recurring revenue.
0: Yeah, there's actually three levels and uh, you're right. We try to get involved with the startups from the original idea from a guy who's just not even sure what he wants to do, but wants, you know, what she wants to have an idea to, right. to accomplish. And I could be working through. at a big company exactly, and yep. this could mm-hmm. be an idea so, just in the back. And of comes in that
1: chair he was
2: talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's level so, one John's right? chair. <laughs> so
0: the idea there is uh, from the educate level, there's a quick, easy, just sign up and you can be part of the program and start sharing in some of the curriculum and the materials and come mm-hmm. to the events and get to know some people uh, and start learning about what it means to even be a startup. And then uh, our accelerate level is our middle ground. That's the kind of the, the workhorse layer um, of, the, mm-hmm. of the ATDC, where you have a full-time person who's dedicated to this idea, but they're not quite still sure what it's going to be. And uh, we take them all through through that process up to the signature level, where they have um, typically raised money, they've got a product in market, they're making revenue, and they're at the scale level. So in general, the... Um, depending on the state of your company, the activities you need to do are different. Sure. And so we're trying to recognize those differences and be a little more prescriptive about what activities you should be doing at each stage to maximize your opportunities for success. No one has even today figured out the magic to make a startup be successful. Mm. Uh, But what we can do is affect the odds a little bit by helping you um, learn faster and uh, benefit from the network effects of being in a group that's trying to do this with you. Uh, so again, we don't. It's not like it's going to solve everything that causes startups to fail. But it will help you get there faster. It increases your odds of success at every
1: level, yeah. right. and you don't have to start at the at the no. what is it, the educate level yeah. and Some, earn,
0: earn your way companies up. Companies come in right. at all levels, wherever right. they are, and yeah. we can help them wherever they come in. And
1: there's a reason to do so. Like you could have, you might have thought you figured something out, and you're like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Why don't I plug in and maybe this can accelerate my growth? That's right. And mm-hmm. yep. the curriculum, Ron, I don't even know if that's the right word. The
2: knowledge base, the, the 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 information available. It's it's broad in deep I mean it includes everything from uh, how to go and, and raise money to mm-hmm. specifics about how to craft your business plan I mean the, can you talk a little is that the right word curriculum I can you talk about some of that
3: sure so we do have a, a several levels of curriculum so we have an educate program as we talked about which is open to everybody and a lot of our curriculum is based around that uh, so it starts with customer discovery, learning who your customer is. Is there a need for your business? Because um, in startups, if you build it, they will come is not a good motto. Uh, we hate- <laughs> and that's a
1: good weed out for some of these people with ideas on yep. a napkin. Right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah.
3: So we, you know, we, we hate to have it happen is somebody comes to us and says, you know, hey, we spent two hundred thousand dollars developing this product, now nobody will buy it. Can Ouch. you help us sell it? Uh, and that has happened. Yeah. So we'd like to get people real early and say, like, you know, before you build this, make sure that you need to build it. Um, then our next class after that, once we feel people have gotten a really good readout on that, is financial literacy. This is kind of the moment where it becomes real to a lot of people. This is the moment where that first-time entrepreneur with an idea in a napkin sees, oh, "Would I have to make how many sales a month to afford my current lifestyle?" <laughs> and, and used how to many get a check every so many- two weeks. <laughs> <or> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, so that's where where it's like you know we're putting it down on paper. We're making this a business now. We're we're looking at what it's going to take. Um, and that's a five-part series, which we're actually in the middle of teaching right now. We teach that a few times a year. Customer discovery is ongoing year round. We teach that all the time. Right. Uh, we have two classes a week for customer discovery. Um, Wow. Yeah, so we teach it every Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, Different class. It's a tools and theory on Tuesday, like learning what you need and how to do it. And then uh, on Thursdays, we do a lab where people come in and say, you know, this is what I did. This is the interviews I did. This is the feedback I got. And we have a team of mentors who say, okay, well, based on what you're hearing, this is where you need to be looking. Like, it sounds like there's not a fit for that there, but there really is in this market. Or well, that question you're asking is way too leading, and you're going to get the answer you want every time. You need to ask a real question.
2: And again, uh, the consultants yeah. you're referring to are not people that just have a shingle out that say they're a marketing consultant. <laughs> or a bi- these are people who've been there, done yeah. that. Many of them have exited. Yep.
0: I yeah. mean, they
2: they they have the kind of resume resume that you described early in the conversation, mm-hmm. John. They've yep. got the pedigree, right? No doubt. Definitely.
0: Yeah. They Some of them have been around the loop several times, actually. Yeah. So,
2: Including maybe some failed startups. So they've actually lived through.
0: I can the, tell you personally, you learn a lot more from those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So we do the
3: curriculum at that level. And then the, the investor readiness is a, another one of the classes we teach. Um, that's an exciting class, the way we teach it, because it actually starts off. We bring a CEO of one of our signature companies in who's recently raised money. And they give you a real story of, this is what I went through. This is the ups and downs of it. This is how it is. This is actually how it is. And this is a raise that happened within the past three to six months. So it's a recent story. So it's not like somebody's coming in and talking about like, oh, I did this 20 years ago. It's somebody saying, I did this (laughs) like a few weeks ago, you know? Um, So we start with that and we actually let people at the end of that, they actually pitch to area technology angels. They get to come in and pitch their idea. And um we have a few gates before then for a couple reasons. One, we want the angel investors to feel like they're getting quality pitches. Yeah. But two, we don't want a first-time entrepreneur to come in and make a bad impression to angel investors when in three six months they might make a great impression. So we really look out for the entrepreneurs at that stage. Um, but that's a you know real hands-on experience you're getting really early through our program.
2: And we got a pretty good angel pool here in Atlanta that people may not yeah.
3: realize. We have a pretty deep pool of angels, don't we? Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, the dot-com era... Uh, there were a lot of people who did really well in Atlanta there and there's a lot of those people that are investing in companies we do a once a month angel lunch and here we have angel investors come and talk about what they're seeing and you know Companies that they've been interested in. Sometimes we'll have some of our companies pitch at that lunch. So uh, that's a you know a great resource that we have here, and it's a great resource pool that Atlanta has. So people talk about how the fact that you know so many, and there are good VC firms in Atlanta. So I'm not discounting that. But people talk about the majority of them are in New York and Silicon Valley, which they are. There's so many firms there. But there's still a good VC firm pool here and a very good angel pool here.
2: And they don't all have Lee Cantor pockets, but yeah. there's still money <laughs> available. There's capital out there for the, for the road. There is, <laughs> definitely. At at
0: DC as well, we do take our startups from our signature program to New York and Silicon Valley. And so um, even though they're based here in Georgia, what those VC firms out in those two places are seeing is value in Atlanta. And so they're putting the money to work here even though they're located there. So um, even though the money may be outside money, is pretty easy to move around. Yeah. And uh, they're finding the value companies here in Atlanta right now. Yeah, well, one of our signature companies, one of
3: our recent signature companies, they just closed the seed round a few months ago, and the two firms that led it, one was... They met on the road trip in Boston that we did, the Venture Showcase, and the other one they met on the Venture Showcase to Silicon Valley, and neither of those firms had ever invested in Georgia before. So it was their first investment in Georgia. So they saw on our Venture Showcase a company they were interested in. They realized there's talent in Georgia. At least one of those two firms is talking to another one of our companies right now. So you know we're seeing a lot of that coming in. We're seeing a lot of money from out of state. Um, we're seeing a lot of the Atlanta investors invest in ATDC companies. So two years ago, the portfolio raised about $56 million in equity funding, and that was a record. Last year, it raised $130 million, so it doubled that record. In the first three quarters this year, it's about $102 million. So when it hit 130, we were like, well, that's a one-time thing. We're not going to do that. But we might be on track to do that again this year. So it's been a really exciting time for not just ATDC companies, but the Atlanta startup scene and the Georgia startup scene.
1: Now, the ATDC helps these companies grow, get funding Mm -hmm. uh, expand on all that stuff at some point they graduate right that's part of the the life cycle any graduates that you're especially proud of
0: well the the process generally is that when they've had um, two years of more than a million dollars of of revenue that uh, we try to make room for the ones that are coming Mm -hmm. up behind and there's five or six a year that go through that graduation process uh, I'm two months in, so um, I don't know, Ben, if you've got any of this, <laughs> the favorite ones that have been out recently. Well,
3: I've only, I've only seen one graduating class so far, so I, I only saw the seven that graduated that year. But all seven, it was an interesting group that graduated last year because they were all fantastic companies, but they were in very different spaces from each other, which really kind of showed the diversity of the portfolio that we have going on here. We had... Um, some really cool health tech companies, some really cool fintech companies, uh, some that were IoT, some that were purely SaaS-based. So it was like a lot of people in different spaces. Um, One of the ones uh, that... You know, I, I still get to talk about a lot was uh, Clean Hands, Safe Hands graduated last year because they have a cool IoT device that's helping make hospitals safer by making sure that people you know, sanitize their hands before mm-hmm. they deal with patients and things like that. And I still get to talk to them because they've got one of their devices over at the design studio when I'm showing people around and talking about <laughs> our companies. I can be like, <laughs> and this is a company that's fixing a real world problem. Like this is you know, a, com- a problem that affects a lot of people and not just like financially, it's affecting people's health and well-being and they're tackling it and they're tackling it in a way that, you know, is a private sector solution to a problem that you know has public sector and public consequences
1: now what about over the years how many graduates like how many i i would guess it's billions of dollars of revenue that some of these companies Right. Like the impact
3: that ATDC has on the Georgia economy yeah. must be. So the the last study we did is a few years old, but I want to say it was about a 12 billion dollar. So that's with a B. Wow. Is yeah.
0: that right? 12 billion? There's, I think it is. It's on the one page. Yeah. Right, up. right. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot of money. Um,
2: <laughs> Even uh, for you.
0: Yeah. Uh, but, so
3: we've had about 190 graduates over the past 38 years. Now for you, John, what's, you
1: got into this role, what was your um, kind of vision and, and the mission that you've kind of set forth?
0: yeah the the direction that i, I like when I'm uh, coming into any new role i take a few you know weeks to kind of just learn the right. ropes, get to know well, the it's people. been a month so yeah, time's so. up
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's now time to come in guns a blazing john no more nice yeah, guy right new
0: sheriff in town so what i what i've found and what i really like is that um the group of people here are founders that are working with new founders to create a network and that uh, i like that model and i think Shifting our language more from the startup language to the founder language to mm-hmm. what we can mm-hmm. affect are the people that start companies. And so what I'm trying to bring more attention to is what are the characteristics of an ATDC founder that we want to instill mm-hmm. in the network of people that come through here. and Because those are the people who make the companies. And a lot of times, even if those companies fail, the, s- the founder can still be successful in other things that they might want to do going forward. And so those are the people we want to spend our time with and our program should be fil- uh, built for to help make robust, successful founders who will be successful in what they do, and trying to instill into those founders the characteristics that we care about, which are impact. You know, to take to make a difference in the community that we're a part of, uh, to leverage all the resources that Georgia Tech can bring, which are significant to bring um, big change to things in the societal world. That, you know, that we're living in and that they know how to make money doing it because if they're not going to create more value than they consume they don't ultimately need to be in the world because that's just wasting resources right? right so we help them to think about their business as much as they do their product and third that they build companies that we want to work for that they're you know um, culturally they're focused on making companies that are beneficial to the people that work there and uh, to instill those disciplines early so those are the things we can impact as ATDC. We can help make those characteristics, things that we uh, promote and 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 teach to the founders that come under our umbrella.
1: And then to have Georgia, the state of Georgia to have a resource like ATDC to help that is fantastic. But mm-hmm. also for ATDC to have a state like Georgia that is so pro business that has such a diverse economy, mm-hmm. that's helpful as well. Exactly, this is really it, a good.
0: It's a good. It's a good and bad because right now Georgia's companies are. Um, they're all over the place you know we're mm-hmm. not kind of known for any one industry right we're known for the fortune 100 headquarters for almost uh, a bunch of right. industries. Right. and so the good news is that these companies are much more willing than to talk with each other and share best practices because they don't directly compete and also what's emerging in Atlanta is that. In every case, the companies that are big here are almost all logistics companies. You know, Coca-Cola's logistics. They have to move a lot of products. Home Depot is a big logistics company moving product. Delta is obviously UPS, right? And so um, I think uh, the value that that ATDC can bring is that we are, um, as a technology-focused incubator, can bring a lot of uh, resources to that kind of uh, sort of a supply chain logistics sort of uh, uh, type companies. And, and those will all benefit the companies that are already here in, in Georgia. So if you were giving a pitch to a, com-
1: a person, a founder that's out there, what's your pitch to come into AP- ATDC and check you guys out?
0: Yeah, I just think we're, we're an incubator that's 24-7. We're available for um, the very beginning idea phase all the way through to the scale phase. And it's being an opportunity to do that, that whole process with people who have done it before successfully that you can mm-hmm. come alongside and work with the curriculum the coaching the connections the talent all those aspects are part of what we do we're non-dilutive so we uh we're not doing this for you know like a a private venture fund Um, but we're here to genuinely help them be successful in the state of georgia and what do you need more of how can we all help (laughs) Um, we're always looking for those entrepreneurs who are, you know, who are wanting to take this journey with us. And we're always looking for entrepreneurs who've been successful, who want to give back to the community and help make this um, move to the next generation. Um, so um, those are, I think, if I could ask for those two things, that's the main thing.
1: And if somebody wanted to learn more about
0: ATDC, where should they go? It's We have ATDC.org as our website. and. Um, uh,
1: and there's stuff happening every day, right? Yeah, like there's there's, there's a lot they, of
0: posted public events that. Uh, yeah,
3: we do a once a month info session where people can come and learn. You know, it's a public event where we talk about ATDC. Um, we do a once a month coffee with the Catalyst where companies can come in, get an idea of you know who our coaches are, what they bring to the table, kind of meet them, and then we do um, our SBIR class that I mentioned early. We teach the first of that series, the very interlevel, open to the public so that they can come in and see an idea of what the classroom setting is like. So we kind of nice. give a little taste of everything. Uh, and then also, you know, the things like this where people come out and you guys help promote us and stuff. That also is a big way that people can learn about us.
1: And then, um, uh, Ben, for you and your role, are you looking to meet
3: uh, these kind of centers all over the state? Definitely. So I've um, actually been talking with several new centers this week uh, in the... the I guess seven days that I've had the, the job now. <laughs> uh, seven business days, that is. Uh, so the weekend too, I guess. But I've been talking with a few new centers that are interested in working with our programming. Our name is out there so people in that in that world know what's going on here. Um, we've been around a long time. I actually talked with somebody from another group the other day that was talking about, you know, we, we got to the game real early. We've been doing this since like 2006 we got we got earlier than a lot of other people we've been doing it since 1980 um, but we are you know we're looking for new partners and things like that and who we can partner with we are talking with a lot of universities too um, because there's a lot that can be offered to them and to their students and their faculty in ways that we can work with them and help them without them having to recreate the wheel and we do have good relationships with a few other universities um, but this is a statewide service, yeah. so everybody should take advantage. Yeah. Of it. It's not just for Georgia tech. Like, so we do have a campus connect program here where we help them, you know, meet interns and recent graduates from Georgia tech, but we have people from other universities that take advantage of that too. So we'll have people from Georgia state that are like, you know what? I'm a marketing intern or I'm a finance intern or even like, you know, I do digital media or something, but I want to work at an ATDC company and they'll right. give us their resume and we'll put it in the database and companies might find and hire them. And we see a lot of companies from other schools, like a lot of student-run startups, that are interested in our program. And I will say that a lot of the universities have done a lot more. Uh, I went to Georgia Tech. I graduated in 2009. And even from then, that's not that long ago, there is so much more being done around startups and entrepreneurships at Georgia Tech and other universities. And even Georgia Tech, who's ahead of other universities, has grown so much in the past 10 years with it. The CreateX program that's here wasn't here when I was here, and it's fantastic. Uh, And we have some signature companies here that started in CreateX and their undergrad, so. And then the enterprise, are you looking for more enterprise-level companies to participate?
0: Yeah, uniquely uh, in this building, actually, there's about, I don't know, more than 15 corporate innovation centers Mm -hmm. right here with us uh, above ATDC. And uh, we certainly think that's a unique situation that we're um, having. We have an opportunity to connect them with startups to create um, pilot programs. That's our industry connect. Uh, group that's working very well right now but we are also looking for new ways to innovate with corporates in the room and we have the opportunity to, to do that here because of our location yeah and that's one of the things that Atlanta has
3: a competitive advantage compared to some other places is we were talking earlier there's so many different verticals in Atlanta there's so many different in Georgia in general there's so many different industries that are represented here but it's a lot easier we think for our startups to get those relationships with the big enterprise clients here than it is in some of the other major markets. And we kind of make it a little easier by helping them navigate that. Because a lot of times, startups will talk to one person in a big enterprise company who's really excited, and then they'll hit some red tape or some bureaucracy somewhere. Mm -hmm. And we help them understand, like, here's the things that you're going to have to navigate. And even from the enterprise client side, we have a lot of those companies that ask us, like, okay, how do we better work with startups? Because we have those issues, and how do we handle it? And we have people on staff who, that's their full-time job, is to build those relationships with big industry.
1: Good stuff. Well, thank you, Ben Andrews. Thank you, John Avery. This is Lee Cantor for Stone Payton. we will see you all next time on ATDC Radio.